Hey there. Howdy. This is Bros Watch PLL2. I am Benjamin Light. I'm Marco Sparks. And today we're talking about S3E9 of Pretty Little Liars, the con game. The Nolcon game. I am so excited to talk about this episode. My dick is hard. I can neither confirm or deny that we are in separate rooms. This this is quite possibly like the episode by which this podcast was created to talk about. You really like this episode. I this was like I said. This when is I was probably first, your favorite episode, right? This could be when I was first watching the show. This is the one that bumped me up from just casual viewer to like, holy fuck, I love this show. Was it uh, kind of a, a guest appearance by Tyler Blackburn's music on the soundtrack? I just found that out. I mean, that's kind of amazing to me. All right, so PLL stars who are doing music. You got Lucy Hale, of course, because Jesus Christ, they won't stop promoting the show. That mm-hmm. Janelle Parrish is trying to do a musical career. I don't Tyler know if she's Blackburn. trying to do one. Or well, she's she, certainly capable. I think she might have been on like a Bratz album or something. Right. Uh, right. Well, a lot, a lot of the people on PLL have like a musical theater background. So. Well, so, but Jill Parrish is actually sang on the show. Um, mm-hmm. Tyler Blackburn clearly has a song that's used in the soundtrack of the show here. <laughs> now, am I re- remembering correctly or not? Like, is it like fucking like Keegan Allen also trying uh, to get like a uh, you know I, I do not follow Keegan Allen on Twitter. I think he might have some sort of band or something. I'm not sure. Keegan Allen has got. I know a he had like a he had like a radio. play. He, had, he was doing a play at one point. I think supposedly very good. This is like not a guy. I hear he was a toast of Lear, <laughs> wherever he came from. <laughs> or Croydon. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a guy who's like, I want to watch a music video of that face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, All okay. right. Well, the con game. The con game. Shall we begin? Yes, please. Oh, God, yes. We're at the brew. Arya is showing a picture on her cell phone to Spencer that she found on Maya's website page. It's a picture of Maya's wrist, and it has that same symbol on it that Holden had. The one from Emily's like fractured memory. Uh, mysterious uh, symbol. Spencer could not be less in the mood for this A shit right now. Spencer's just like doesn't want to engage because this shit has been taking over her life lately. And she says, five days ago, I literally forgot to apply to college. <laughs> like she's spending way too much time like hacking websites and doing all that bullshit. Like she's her eyes off the ball or off the prize, which is uh, UPenn. She forgot to apply to uh, for early admissions at UPenn. Or fucking dream school or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I just marvel at the fact that Arya stayed up, like, looking at Maya's website the previous night to find this clue. It's almost as though Arya can sense when nobody else in the plot is doing any detective work, and she's like, well, fine. I guess I'll do some. I mean, but just I'll imagine. throw that, you like, guys a bone and, and join the game. Yeah, Arya has to come down from, like, Mount Arya to actually get involved in the detective story. Oh, I think we uh, all know it's Mount Ezra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we gotta talk about her outfit. Um, yeah, well, she's dressed like a cross, like a super villain, and like something that crawled out of like Mexican Day of the Dead. Let's start start towards bottom. Her pants are like these tight, like legging sweat things that are they're like white with black stripes downside, they, like thick black like stripes. They are superhero spandex. Yeah, yeah. And then up top, she's got a like a gold tank top on that's made out of some kind of like wiry, shiny, like gold material, like chainmail. Yeah. And then on top of that, she's got a black tank top 
that has like in in white, it's got like a skeleton's ribs and spine on it, like a heart, and then a, a gold heart is like underneath, you know, anatomically incorrect underneath like the left rib cage, and she's wearing a necklace that looks like something Cleopatra would have bought at a garage sale. Massive beads, yeah, yeah. It might be the ugliest thing she's ever worn on the show, at least so far. It is LOL worthy for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, Arya wants Spencer to go like more go go gadget on this shit. Spencer is not feeling it. They they walk away from like the counter where they just got their coffee, their little, their little private couch area that only belongs to them. I love the detail that Arya sets her phone down on the counter. Well, no, the, the way it works, it. the way it works is Arya hands Spencer her phone because she's like, "Look at this," and okay. Spencer puts it down. She's like on the counter, like, "I don't want to look at this," and then they just walk away from the phone. But yeah, Spencer is like, first I drive Toby out of town, and now this with college. And Arya's basically just like, chill the fuck out, bitch. It's only early admissions. Spencer's like, you chill the fuck out. I got a fucking B on a well, physics. Like, I got the dialogue. She says, UPenn has been my dream school since I was eight, Arya. And yesterday I found my dream crumpled up in the bottom of a bag underneath my AP French and my physics homework. Which, by the way, I got a B on. A B. So no, everything is not going to be okay. Spencer's hoping to drop her Velma act and become more of a Daphne again. Well, and Arya, first we should mention that Cece has just walked in the background. Um, Arya kind of shit talks Daphne here. And it's just like, Daphne's not the kind of girl to get into UPenn. Velma is. Which I'm going to disagree with. I feel like Daphne tests well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Spencer's like, I'm a Daphne now. And Arya's just like, first of all, Daphne's a dumb bitch. Second of all, Velma and Daphne both solve crimes anyway. Mm-hmm. They're on the team. Yeah. I mean, does Arya think she's Velma? Or who would. Maybe Arya thinks Velma. she's Daphne? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would think you got. Well, I mean, because Arya. I mean, let's be honest. Person. All the liars probably think they're Daphne. Uh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Emily. I like Emily. Emily is not Daphne. Or is not, but the, da- but if, you, is not if you were to ask them, they'd probably all claim to be Daphne. Okay. Maybe they all claim to be Daphne. They definitely can't all claim to be Velma. Mm-hmm. Well, there's but, uh, a there's a whole like revisionist thing where it's like the cool chicks are supposed to say they're Velma, but mm. yeah, these these are Linda Cardellini or Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> um. So, but yeah, I love that in the background you can see Cece walk in. She picks up the phone. She asks some boy about the phone. Mm-hmm. Then she walks over to the girls. It's just this great little background detail. So she shows up at the phone. Arya jumps up, grabs her phone back. Arya doesn't just jump up. She jumps up super quick and, like, snatches it out of Cece's hand like she's extremely guilty. Yeah. Well, she is. She's Mm -hmm. Arya. She's Uh, like, oh, shit, there's A stuff on that phone. Yeah. And Cece's like, you don't need early admissions. You're a Hastings. Well, she knows it's the UPenn. And I like how she's like, oh, somebody going to UPenn? And Spencer's just like, no, I'm going to community college. (laughs) Fucking kill me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Cece's just like, you're a Hastings. Besides, if I can get in, you can. <laughs> and Spencer's like, you got into UPenn? And Cece's just like, hey. Hey, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Spencer wants to know if Cece knows anybody, anybody who can help Spencer out because she missed this early admissions thing. Cece's like, look, there's some, there's a party tonight, some folks I haven't seen since high school. There's this guy, Steven who probably got a job in admissions right after college is over. I think he's going to be there. I wasn't going to the party anyway. I like how she, she sets up, oh, I just happen to know a guy who works in the admissions office. He's going to be at this party tonight. 
But I wasn't really planning on going. Yeah, yeah. And Spencer, she does... This is like Spencer's version of puppy dog eyes, but I describe them as like puppy dog crazy eyes. Yeah, yeah. These are these are these are nutso eyes. It's yeah. like rabid dog puppy puppy dog eyes. Yeah. And Cece's just like, you're not gonna stop making that face at me until I agree to go to this. Mm-hmm. So Spencer and part and Spencer and Cece are going to a party together. Uh, Arya can't come because she needs to go talk to Ezra. Once again, I want to point out those coffee cups do not have any liquid in them. <laughs> Well, the coffee cups are like one third the size of mm-hmm. Arya herself. So, yeah, I doubt there's any kind of beverage in there. Um, meanwhile, over at the Marin household, Officer Barry's there. Oh, we should mention we're going to change up our format a little. Um, we're going to go Hannah first, then Emily, then Arya and Spencer, because Arya and Spencer spent almost a whole episode together. So, yeah, yeah. we're going to put them together. Uh, Officer Barry calls so her serious Mrs. Team Sparia episode. Yeah, calls her Mrs. Marin, and Ashley knows that's trouble. Officer Barry and Ashley Marin, are they a are they a potential couple? A little soulmate romance. Hmm. I mean, that's, there's some strong fan fiction there. I think quite possibly. I mean, we know it's not necessarily like categorically proven, but we we're pretty sure Ashley can't fuck all the cops in Rosewood, but. She can sure shit try, right? Well, and we're pretty sure that Officer Barry's the only good cop in Rosewood. Yeah, yeah. And, and I feel and, like eventually, you know, in like season six, she's just going to be like, all this time, been looking for a decent man. It's been you this whole time, Barry. And Barry's just like, what took you so long? Yeah. And then he like handcuffs her to the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, Officer Barry, who, as far as we know, might be like one of the only decent guys in this town, too. Mm-hmm. He hasn't uh, shown an interest in teenage girls yet, so that's a plus. Not yet. Yeah. Um, they want to test Hannah's blood against blood found on the ankle that belonged to Allison. Uh, this is the court order. Hannah's got five days to surrender her blood to the Rosewood. Well, Officer Barry, he's being very official here. You can tell he's uncomfortable. Yeah. He's just kind of like getting his statement out and and then he's going to peace out. Yeah. And Ashley's just like, oh, your voice. Like Hannah's like still upstairs. Yeah. She's upstairs doing Hannah's stuff. Uh, Officer Barry bounces. So Ashley pulls out her phone and calls Veronica's law office, which is Hastings in Reebman. R e i b m a n. Yeah. Um. Who the fuck is Reedman? Yeah, seriously, I I, I want to like issue a complaint with the PLL wiki because I went to this episode and I went to the Veronica Hastings page. No mention whatsoever of Hastings and Reedman. This is important information to know. This is absolutely. I mean, they have fucking articles about the brew, about the mm-hmm. the greenhouse, about all these kind of minuscule, you know, minutia. Um. I would think this would be kind of a big deal. That's not a spoiler, by the way, just in case anyone's wondering. We just want to know absolutely everything there is to know about Veronica Hastings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the kind of podcast where we talk about the spatial distortion of Rosewood, where sometimes, you know, Allison lives right next door to Emily, and sometimes Allison lives right next door to Spencer, but like somehow I mean, I, Spencer and Emily aren't necessarily triangulated together. Yeah. I feel like they eventually settled on Allison living next to Spencer, but it took a while, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, because, I mean, if you look at Maya's house in the pilot, and then you look at, like, Jason's house, you know, in season two, mm-hmm. it's clearly moved. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like the island in Lost. Anyway, so let's really get right up in that Hannah business. So we're at school. We're apparently listening Ka- to the uh, Tyler Blackburn. So Tyler Blackburn. Ka- Tyler Blackburn who plays Caleb. His uh his song Find a Way, which is kind of the 
generic alt rock song. It's um do you remember how when you used to go to the movie theater and it'd be like, Thank you for listening to United Artists Radio Network yeah, right. and it would play music you'd never fucking heard of. Yeah. Like all these like singers and it'd be like singers you'd never heard of in like Kevin Bacon's band. Yeah. Um, that's what this music sounds like. If I had to guess based on this song what their lead singer looked like, I would probably guess that he at least had Caleb hair. I wouldn't have guessed Tyler Blackburn though. It doesn't sound like him. No, I mean it sounds like the generic background music that you sometimes hear in PLO. Mm-hmm. Which by that I mean is perfect. <laughs> yeah. So and it's kind of Hannah's on one side or one end of the hall and Caleb's kinda of walking by the other and they both the happen heat. to they happen to look up at the same time and lock Passion. eyes and it's pretty clear that they're still into each other, but there's you know smoldering there's there's wounded feelings and, and hearts. Um, Hannah's wearing some like insane, like weird boot high heel things going on as well. She looks kind of hot, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so she goes up to her locker and he comes. I, mean, up I don't to her. think anyone in my high school even wore any high heels, like at all, like let alone like like three, four, or five inch high heels. Well, I mean, when you consider the amount of standing and or just walking the class, it seems like kind of a crazy dumb idea. I mean, there's looking good, and then there's like your feet at the end of the day. Hannah's a pro. She sure shit is. Um, so he comes up to her at her locker. He's asking about Spencer. He wants to drop off like the new password from Maya's website. Um, she asks about his mom. He says she's doing better. And then Caleb asks, you know, how Hannah's doing, and she's just like, I'm fine. And all the teenagers in the audience go, ah, yeah, yeah. And the bell rings, and so it's, it's you know, there's. You can tell they both wanted to talk, but neither is willing to like make that step. And then the bell like gives Caleb an out, so he leaves. Mm-hmm. And then Hannah immediately gets a text and frowns. And we cut to, I think it's the there is Hannah's with Spencer in the quad, and then Spencer's right. reading the text back, and it says the Apple Rose Grill at closing time. Go alone, or Caleb pays a. Yeah. I like how Spencer's just like, "What's at the grill?" And Hannah's like, "I don't know, Ace Takeout." <laughs> <laughs> but they can surmise that this is because I like, I like the idea that a might like double book there it's yeah. like well i gotta get some takeout tonight and i might as well fuck with hannah while i'm there yeah well you're figuring you know a's gotta eat mm-hmm. what are they in the mood for a probably doesn't have a lot of time to cook yeah yeah it's busy like checking all it's like their all their dead drops and like reviewing like surveillance footage and, and well, bugs and whatnot also let's take an account that there's potentially only two restaurants in all of rosewood and it's either this or fucking like sausage king no i think there's at least three there's or is it is it there's sausage like, king or sausage heaven i think it's sausage heaven i want it to be sausage heaven <laughs> it's mikey's favorite place uh there's sausage heaven there's the apple rose grill and there's also like that like italian place they couldn't go to because ezra was there that one time right right so there's at least three restaurants, and I, well, and there's no there's also a Chinese restaurant. Place. We know they've they've gone and gotten Chinese from somewhere. No, not Chinese, Thai. No, there was a time it was Chinese. It was when okay. Arya came home after getting finger blasted by Ezra in like episode two or three. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. The family the family dinner post finger blast, yeah. I just like to think about like what knowledge has been bumped out of my brain to make room for that knowledge right there. Um. Like the number of planets surely, in the system. Surely nothing that useful. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
Um, you don't need to know how gravity works. You need to know how many fucking restaurants are in Rosewood and what is the deal with Veronica's law partner. Um, yeah, so they're surmising that that this is all happening to Hannah now because A knows that Hannah's basically responsible for keeping Mona at Radley. Yeah, um, and and Spencer asks if uh, Hannah's heard anything new from Wren. And I like how Hannah's just like, uh, no, why would I have heard anything from Wren? Right. Obviously, uh, a little, feeling a little guilty there. And since there's, you know, she's worried about this situation, about Hannah going alone, you know, dealing with A, she's worried because, you know, she's lost Toby to wherever the hell Toby goes this week. Um, you know, she's, she's like, Hannah, you're not safe. Like, uh, I'm already terrified of what happened to, to Toby. Like, I don't want you to risk yourself, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so Spencer makes Hannah promise that she won't go, which Hannah's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, sure, lies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like hashtag I'm lying to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Subtweet. Yeah. So they look up and they spot Emily and Paige looking all happy and laughing and you know being a happy couple. And, new, yeah, new couple. New and so they they kind of like tell each other like, ah, oh, yes, we didn't tell her about Maya's website page because they seem like they're so happy. And Hannah says that Arya thinks it's a sign that they couldn't get a hold of Emily that night and that the universe wants Emily to be happy. And Spencer's like, the universe is a finicky little bastard. First of all, Arya's the kind of girl that blings, believes in like fucking like kismet or whatever. But also, Hannah is like her muse to sharing that with <laughs> the rest of the group. <laughs> well, they're the same person. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then Paige and Emily come over to say hi to Spen- uh, Spencer and, and I even wrote Spencer and Arya. Spencer and Hannah. And, and it's, it's awkward because they're all like happy, handholdy, and. They're just like, hi, Paige. Yeah. We can't even have a conversation around you because our lives are full of mystery. And also, because quite frankly, Emily could do better. True. But also, hi, Emily's new girlfriend. Yeah. Well, um, it's, I mean, it's the classic new girlfriend. You're just like, yeah, you know. Mm. Exactly. Um, so later, Hannah's like walking out. After school, she gets a call from Ren. She ponders that for a moment, but then ignores the call. I like how, it's like, second mention of Ren in the episode. Ren is not in this episode. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, they couldn't get Julian uh, What's-His-Face for this episode, the guy who plays Ren. But they can just mention him a few times. Well, quite frankly, there's no real room for him to appear. No, no. It's 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 a fairly tight they, episode with they keep his his presence a little bit by having him like call and get ignored by hannah yeah that, just to that, show you they haven't completely forgotten that hannah like gave him like a an accidental smooch there yeah yeah um so yeah, like he, that that goofy ponce like you know he looms large over this episode um so emily catches up with hannah that guy's just trying to figure out why he can't get past first base with any of these teenage girls in rosewood yeah it's real fucking hard this guy's a, a doctor who can't make anything happen with teenage girls. Wasn't I'm trying to think in season two? Wasn't there a thing where like he, there was some nurse that was like it, like Spencer like ordered the nurse away, which kind of got the feeling that like maybe that was like Ren's like piece on the side or something. I think the nurse probably would have been interested in it, but Ren would have been like, "Oh, I'm terribly sorry. You're like six years too old for me." <laughs> I mean, Ren is a doctor. He's got a British accent. Like, it shouldn't be that hard for him. Also, didn't he do, like, lacrosse at Oxford? Uh, he rode crew at Oxford. 
crew yeah. crew wow yeah i mean R- runamari's interested i was gonna say have, have you seen guys that like do crew they're huge they're world-class athletes um i don't he never said he rode for the team he just said he rode crew when he was at oxford <laughs> Get a healthy mm-hmm. social life. Um, so then Emily catches up with Hannah. Like Emily knows that she's being left out of shit. She just assumes that it's the news that Maya's website was a hoax or something. But Hannah lets her know that the website's real. Um, yeah, it's not a trick. The site's real. It's just and full it's, of Maya it's shit. Full of photos and blog entries and video of Maya and Emily. And Emily's just like, why the fuck have you been keeping this from me? And Hannah's like, well, we don't want to ruin how happy you were with Paige. And Emily, always the Emily is such an earnest uh, liar, very different from the other liars in that way. She's just like, you know, that's nice, but it's not up to you, and I don't appreciate being lied to. And Hannah's just like, yeah, you know what? Sorry, here's Sorry. the login info. Yeah, Hannah offers to like look at the website with Emily because she knows it'll be hard for Emily, but Emily wants to do it on her own. And Hannah's just like, well, that's cool. I got my own shit going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, so later we see. Ashley leave Veronica's law office, which once once again is Hastings and Reedman. And can I just say real quick, just imagine the commercials. Oh, I don't think she's like an ambulance chaser or anything. I feel like she doesn't even advertise. Hmm. Well, like she's... everybody, like it's just known that she's the best lawyer in Philadelphia or the best best criminal lawyer in Philadelphia. So why does she have an office in Rosewood? I don't know, because she wants she wants to live the exurb life. She wants a small town vibe rather than the big city. I mean, I could just she just wants like Atticus Finch it. There's arguments in favor of that. You don't want to live in the city with your crazy girls. Um, you want to live a little bit of a quieter life when you're not doing your job. Hmm. You're a lawyer. You got the money. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And who knows what the fuck kind of law Peter Hastings is doing. He does like some sort of corporate law. Because now in the uh, second episode of season one, he mentions how he just got a class action seat thrown out for his client. Right, but he's like losing like uh, tennis matches, like win over clients. It's something to do with like corporate shit. I don't know what. Anyway, yeah. Ashley walks out of the Hastings law office, looks across the street, and sees Pastor Ted is walking down the street talking to someone. Okay, real quick again, too. So, at first, I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking that the law office is somewhere on Main Street. I don't know that this is, like, the established Main Street that we see primarily, mm-hmm. but it's, like, a, apparently like some kind of little coffee shop right well, next door. There is only one street in Rosewood, so. True. Yeah. Um, it is right across the street from the church, which is why mm-hmm. fucking Ted is there. Um... So, yeah, Ashley sees Pastor Ted, like, talking to somebody. She tries to make moves pretty quickly down the street, but, of course, Ted sees her. Um, Ted crosses the street to come over, and he basically just immediately asks her out to some coffee. Like, he really says nothing else except, hey, want to go get some coffee sometime? Well, yeah, because, of course, he wants to go back after, like, Rosewood's, like, resident, wine-loving, fiery redhead since his day with Ella bombed so completely. Yeah, he's just like, oh... There is another prospect. Yeah. Go give that another shot. Yeah. I know I say this a lot, but Ashley is way too good looking for Ted. Oh, she's way too everything. Ashley could be pulling down the Eric Cons of the world if she wanted to. The Eric Cons? I'm just going for legal, you know. Okay. (laughs) I don't know unless you want to get into like a Mrs. Robinson thing. 
Ashley and Caleb. I mean, like, Ashley should be, like, fucking the mayor or something. You know what I mean? The mayor, <laughs> <laughs> the um, mayor who we've, who's never uh, been introduced on the show, but I'm sure will be, like, the big bad for season six. I would love that, yeah. Well, especially since Spencer interned there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, they make this coffee date or something in the future. It's generic, whatever. It's it's general. It's, it's vague. Uh, they start to walk away. Ted peeks back over at Ashley. Ashley's got that kind of, like, embarrassed, like, schoolgirl crush smiley face thing going on. How great would it have been if he then got hit by a car in the middle of the street? <laughs> like, hit, he got hit by Hannah. She's just, like, slams on the gas. Like, keep Hello. going. <laughs> Let's go, like, full 90s, like, WB. Like, he just gets hit by a bus. <laughs> yeah, so um, cut to Hannah at home. It's night. She's looking at her Atex again, and she's just about to leave yeah. when Ashley walks in. And Hannah's like, oh, I was just leaving to go to the Apple Rose Grill with Arya, which is a lie. Yeah. And Ashley's like, I was going to make uh, chicken parmesan or, or something like that. Yeah, and Hannah's like, oh, shit. Hannah's like, you only cook when you have to tell me something. And Ashley's like, no, I don't. And Hannah just like looks at her. And Ashley's like, okay, blah, 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 court order. Right. And Hannah's like, well, great. And then she just takes off. Yeah. Yeah, she Hannah's like at this point I've got too many things like chopping on my nuts. Uh, I'm just gonna just table that one yeah. right now. I'm gonna go get murdered by A. I gotta go. Yeah. And um, so, so Ashley like, picks up the phone and mm, calls fucking Pastor Ted. Yeah. It's basically just like, hey, booty call. Yeah. Well, she's like, I mean, she's she asks, she's like, I know it's late. Have you eaten yet? But really, I I wanted the call to start with like, hey, Ted. I figured you had no plans. Ted's so dumb, he doesn't know this is a booty call. He comes over and they actually eat dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I, oh, I uh, was wondering if he hadn't eaten yet. Yeah, you're not coming over for food, Ted. Unless you're fucking Ted. Then you're just like, oh, so what's for dinner? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, cut to Hannah. She's way outside the grill and Caleb shows up. He pulls up in this new car. Uh, she kind of freaks out and tells well, him. And he's just like, get now. in. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I'm A, get in. I he's like, text. I'm the one who sent you the text. I'm A. I feel like the only reason they have him say I'm A is so they could cut that into like a uh, a promo for the from the previous week. So people would be like, oh my god, Caleb's A. I would really be curious to like find that promo now. But yeah, or at the, at the very least, it's a, you know, it's a bumper to commercial where you're yeah, like, holy it's shit. It's a great bumper to commercial. Caleb and just said he's A. They're smart about like, it's the first thing coming back in from the commercial too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's driven her to the alley by the train station to talk, and they yeah. they get out of the car pretty quickly. And Hannah's pissed, and she's like, "You don't know what the fuck you're doing." Uh, and Caleb is just like, "You showing up at the grill proves that I do." And Hannah's like, "Congratulations, you figured out there's another A." Yeah, yeah. And that, that was basically and he set this up. He's the one who sent the text because he knew Hannah. He suspected there was an A you know on the loose and so he set hannah up to to confirm it and she did yeah this is the train stop where like mon and spencer had their heart to heart towards the end of season two mm, I the, love that uh, scene. you know spencer smart smart you're sure. like smart smart i thought um, you were smart yeah so hannah gives him his you know big whoopty fucking do uh she gets out of the car because basically this 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 argument this tension is too big to be in a car together mm-hmm. um you know, Hannah points out this A is a lot more hardcore. This A has dug up Allison's body. This A has possibly killed Maya because she was annoying and also because mm-hmm. she maybe knew something she shouldn't have. And Hannah points out, oh, oh yeah, also, 
This A ran your fucking mom off the road, Caleb, yeah. just to freak us all the fuck out. Well, and she brings all this up because Caleb's like, hey, this means we can stop lying and be together. And Hannah's just like, no, let me tell you about this new A. Yeah. She might have tried to kill your mom. And that's why I couldn't tell you. And she's like, you think I would just let you walk out of the door if I had a choice? Yeah. And all Caleb is hearing right now is the blood rushing to his boner. Yeah. Well, he does that thing. Where, like, she's like, kind of like now like sitting on the hood of the car. She reveals this. He does that thing where he comes over and like, he, like gently like cradles her face. And mm-hmm. she's just like, ugh. Yeah, she kind of t- turns away. away. Yeah. But I mean, it is funny because these two obviously are super into each other. And it's really yeah. just like circumstances that have driven them apart. They clearly still want to jump each other's bones well caleb's like you know what would make this better sex Mm -hmm. um so yeah ashley and ted are having a romantic dinner with caleb how do you think um ted is apparently regaling ashley with these bullshit stories about him like rescuing raccoons and shit about the time he rescued a raccoon with a broken leg and so Ashley's just like, oh, Ted, you seem so brave and cool rescuing that raccoon. And but shit. then he then he gets all fucking magnanimous and he's like, no, I was an idiot. That that raccoon had rabies. Oh, no, the, the, he's like, he's fucking like self-deprecating though. This is part of yeah. his his thing. You know, they're both. I like, just wrote oh, down maybe Ted has rabies. Yeah, they're pouring more that. wine. Here's here's my problem. Where's the talk of like fucking Phuket? Where's the talk about like finding Jesus while boogie boarding Samoa? Well, that's. Who even knows that that's real? Like, I don't know. Girls out there, if you're on a first date with a dude and he's, like, telling you about the time he saved a raccoon with a broken leg, like, what is your response to that? I could see if you're with the dude and it happened when you were there. That might be impressive. But, like, him just telling you about it, that's weird, right? Yeah. He's just like, let me tell you about the time I was cool. Well, any any first date that starts off with the guy telling you like what a fucking hero he is, yeah, and but uh, then getting all like self-deprecating and magnanimous and being like, oh no, that was actually like foolish of me. I was I was so awesome, I didn't realize I was like in danger. Well, where where is this date? Like, where is a first date with like a religious pastor guy going? Because I mean, number one, what are you going to do? Well, he offers her more him- wine. Like, well, as though like, he knows that this is the key to your loins, Ashley. Like, he's like, more wine? Well, see, so here's my problem with this. It's like, I read about it on the internet about you. All the blogs say you love wine. So we know, we know what Ashley likes. Like, is she going to, like, you know, like, win him over, make him prove his affections by, like, actually sleeping with her? Say that he does sleep with her. In the morning, can't she be like, hey, asshole, you've got no convictions. Also, you might have rabies. Which means yeah. I have rabies. Which also, by the way, you might have syphilis. I'm Ashley fucking Marin. <laughs> I'm just saying you might want to go to a clinic. Yeah. Let's just, let's call up Detective Darren Will and see what kind of diseases he might have, because you might have them now, too. <laughs> you guys are now Eskimo brothers. Uh, so Rosewood Police calls on her phone, and so she gets up to take the call. And it's it's Wilden, kind of, and she's just like, look, stop fucking harassing me, you fucking prick. Yeah. Um, stop, stop, stop bullying Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back by the train stop, uh, Hannah and Caleb are still like talking slash like negotiating their love. Well, Caleb, uh, he's, he's asking about Maya's website page and if they can solve Maya's murder that will like kind of prove who A is. And Hannah's just like, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. Like she's, she's basically just like slapping him away. Like, well, and then Caleb like, has a, an interesting line here. He's like, this could be someone close to you, another Maya. Are you prepared for that? And Hannah's basically like, shut the fuck up. I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. Yeah, he's basically trying to like like prepare her uh-huh. 
for for another A who could be close to her. A little suspicious, maybe. Um, but Hannah's like, this isn't easy for me either. It's making me do crazy things, stupid things, you know. For, from missing him. Yeah. And he's just like, Hannah, you're talking to the guy who just kidnapped his own girlfriend. Which... It's a good line to throw out there because, like, Hannah doesn't like discard that. She mm-hmm. doesn't say, like, you know, we're not we're not dating. Remember, we broke up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Caleb's like, well, I've got one foot in the door, or more than one foot. Yeah, maybe, maybe and then foot and a tip. And then he uh, he kind of puts the other foot in and says, "For the record, I'm going to help you stop A, and I'm not asking for permission." And then they fuck up against the like beam of the train station. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do it standing up, but like they're like taking coats off. That, I mean, the, the clothes floor. are coming off as that scene fades away. Like he's about to do her up against the like the rail yeah. in the train station. Yeah, yeah. go Caleb, go Hannah. Hannah is about get to it. get everything that Ashley is not getting tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Meanwhile, back at the Marin household, Ashley when Hannah to come home, home and be like, "Hey, hey, mom, guess what didn't happen to you tonight?" Yeah. Also, I need to go wash out my vagina. Um, so yeah, back at the Madden household, Ashley gets off the phone with Veronica, thanking her for her. Do you help. think so Caleb Veronica's infected finally... her with snow crash or something? Huh? You think Caleb infected her with snow crash? Or something? <laughs> that would be awesome. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So Ashley gets off the phone with Veronica, and apparently Hastings has come through. Finally, all all that hype finally pays off. Veronica is like, oh yeah, I finally got to that because he kept calling me. Yeah, there's no court order. Yeah. So she comes back into the kitchen and Ted has done the dishes, including the wine glasses. How dare you, Ted? Yeah. Ashley feels shitty for making Ted wait. And she's like, oh, I guess you gathered that wasn't my divorce lawyer. Ted Um, did her dishes. Yeah. Bro tip, Ted, don't do her dishes. She had the wine glasses. Yeah. Oh, and she's like, I guess it's too late to open the red. And Ted's like, sorry, idle hands. Like, he always has, like, some weird, like, like religious reference going. And so Ashley's like, oh, sorry for ruining the evening of phone calls. I guess you could tell I wasn't my divorce lawyer. And Ted says, well, I've got one of those. So apparently Ted is divorced. Uh... I feel like Ted somewhere has like a restraining order against him that he just never brings up. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold a fucking phone for a minute here. Okay, so non-spoiler, spoiler. Later on in the show, we'll discover that somewhere out there in the world, Sean still exists. Sean's mm-hmm. mother still operates her dentist's office in Rosewood. Mm-hmm. Ted is not Sean's father. No, he's like a new pastor. Where is Sean's dad? Yeah, this is not Sean's dad. They would have pointed that out. I I can only assume that, like... Doesn't he say he's, like, an associate pastor? So maybe he's, uh... I don't know how the fucking hierarchy of pastors... Maybe he just runs a youth group? I don't know, man. (laughs) Maybe he killed Sean's dad and they just never reference it. Sean's dad, like, Sean's dad is the one who came out as gay and, and, like, Sean's parents, like, get divorced. Mm -hmm. Well, that's more fanfic. Ah, uh, so what do we get down to here? So yeah, Ashley. It's, apparently, Ted's got a divorce lawyer of his own. They don't call late at night. Ashley tells Ted a little bit about Wilden, and just about how uh, they think Hannah's guilty of something, and like they won't, they won't like any facts get in the way. They're just kind of harassing her. Uh, and Ted's like, "Well, it sounds like it'll be okay now." And Ashley's like, "Thank God!" And then she's just like, "LOL, I just said God around to you, the fucking pastor." Well, Ted. So Ted asks Ashley if she left the church social that night because she thought that he would judge her for being human. And Ashley is almost just like, "I ain't no saint, bitch." You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> and Ted's like, "Police aren't the only ones who judge people. 
just because a man has been ordained, dot, dot, dot. But then he picks up his coat because it's clear he's about to leave. Yeah. And he's like, it's nice seeing you. And they kiss and it like cuts to like two candles burning. Oh, 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 but no, this. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. He, he goes in for like the, the cheek kiss. Mm-hmm. And Ashley kind of like turns her face, basically saying, like, no, no, no. Ashley Marin doesn't get like chased like cheek kisses. And they start like full on kissing. Yeah. And then we cut to like two candles burning, but those candles are very far apart. I feel like that's symbolic of the uh, the Holy Spirit between the two of them because they're not having sex tonight. Well, yeah, there was no we didn't cut to like a train entering a bridge or mm-hmm. entering a tunnel over and over again. Yeah, that wasn't a fireplace we cut to; it's just two candles yeah. far apart from each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, besides, Hannah is sucking up the uh, train entering the tunnel mm-hmm. metaphor tonight. <laughs> um, so get it. Then there's Emily. Emily, you know, I, I feel bad sometimes that we short shrift Emily, but like she seriously has like three scenes total in this episode, and they suck. I almost want to just skip talking about. This is all you need to know about Emily. Yeah, cut to Emily. She's in her room with all the lights off, watching Maya's awful videos of Maya reading her awful fucking poetry. And Truly the, fucking horrendous. The poem Maya's reading is about their first time. It's like about how they fuck for the first time. And, and Emily's like literally like caressing the screen like a maniac, you know, like, oh, Maya. And during the course of taking my notes, I wrote down, this is pretty fucking brutal. I thought about capturing the, the dialogue from this poetry, but I just couldn't. I don't know. Am I, am I short shrifting Emily? Maybe I am, but I just. Uh. So seemingly hours later. Emily's, Emily's still watching this shit. Still watching Maya, and it's the video about like clocks running backwards and they kiss and all that bullshit. And Maya's just like, if reincarnation exists, then Emily is Cleopatra. Actually, I think Emily proves that reincarnation exists because you can trace her all the way back to the pyramids. She's got an old soul. And then Paige walks in. Well, so like the door opens. We don't see who it is at first. Like light is like thrown on Emily in her bed, and she kind of gasps and recoils and looks mm-hmm. back. Oh, and she and like like her face is like covered in like tears and snot and shit. Like you know, <laughs> she's not Emily's best moment at all. And it's Paige at the door, and she's like, "Uh, sorry, your mom let me in." Yeah, Paige is dressed like she's desperately seeking Susan. I feel like Pam was like. Pam had, like, peeked through the door and saw, like, the train wreck that was happening in there with Emily in those videos. And it's like, Paige, hey, come on in. Go right up. She's expecting you. I want the comedic deleted scene where, like, Pam's, like, trying to clean the kitchen. And, like, all you can hear is, like, Emily's, like, really weird, like, crying, <laughs> sobbing, sounding. <laughs> yeah. That's gross. Pam's just like, Maya was so awful, Emily. Whatever happened to that nice Samara girl? She She liked crafts. Yeah, yeah, like, but yeah, seriously, Paige is dressed like she's, I don't know, like Emily Ringwald's like understudy. In Molly a John Ringwald? Movie. Molly Ringwald, sorry, what did yeah. I say, Emily? Yeah. Emily. <laughs> Molly Ringwald's like understudy, like in a John Hughes film. Like, I don't know what the fuck she's wearing. Yeah, it's um, awkward anyway. So, cut to later. Emily's apologizing to Paige. She's like, I'm sorry, this isn't the way I wanted the night to go. I should have put this all on you. Uh, but this is the first time she's heard Maya's voice since she died, seemingly. And it's, it's a lot of emotions for Emily. Yeah, Emily's so earnest. All the other liars are so devious and mean. You know? well, I mean, it's almost like uh, it's Pretty Little Liars and Emily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just such a nice person. I mean, even when she's mean, she's nice. But anyway, Paige starts telling a very long and not very funny story about some dead grandpa she has and how they found a video of him like mooning the camera and laughing and some like family function and. Good. 
his laugh was laughs. it was like he was there in the room and it was like really nice to hear that and thanks for talking about yourself some page well that's a, that's a real maya move yeah maybe um, page has been visiting maya's website page to like learn how to learn how maya so, operates she actually She's... makes emily laugh um I guess Paige is trying to show that she gets it. She gets what Emily's going through. Then she holds Emily. And Emily well, says that she, she doesn't want basically wanna... like cradling Emily's head in her, her lap. And... Well, it, Emily basically says, you know, she doesn't want to keep hurting about like Maya. And mm-hmm. I feel like subtext, Emily is whispering to her, oh, don't worry. You have an even more dreadful girlfriend now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paige kisses her on the head. And that's literally everything that happens with Emily in this episode. There just it really isn't much there. Emily's still sad about maya uh i mean i guess we can say thank god there was no nate saint germain in this episode oh yeah that shit yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about Arya and spencer team sparia so, so Arya should team it up because they're awesome in this episode yeah Arya she's at ezra's place and from the hallway outside his apartment she can hear him like arguing loudly with some other dude some shouting yeah we ezra raising his voice take the offer yeah, the, some dude, like, the door opens, and this dude walks out, and he's like, dude, don't be an idiot, take the offer. And it's, like, this younger guy. Uh, and and there's, like, a, he, like, kind of sees Arya, and he goes, you Arya? And Ezra says, not now, Wes. And, like, the guy's like, dude, introduce me. And Ezra says, dude, keep walking. And he's all, like, hard. Yeah, uh, hard Ezra. Yeah, and so Wesley bounces, and... Ezra kind of announces, like, oh, yeah, that's my brother, Wesley. So Arya follows Ezra in his place, and he doesn't really want to talk about what just happened. Well, Arya's like, what's this offer about? Yeah. And Ezra's like, oh, it's nothing you need to worry about. And finally, like, he blows her off twice, and Arya's just like, so, how much money is your mother going to pay me to break up with me? To pay you to break up with me, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ezra's like, why would you ask me that? And Arya's like, because she offered me that money first. And honestly, and I'm just wanting to know how much money we're talking about, literally. Arya is kind of fucking thrilled, I think, in a way to tell Ezra this. Because mm-hmm. Ezra is just like, oh my god, like, oh shit, like, he's like really freaking out. And Arya, like, I don't think there's any, like, notion of sympathy for Ezra to go through, like, this is his family, like, well, putting him in this position. He's acting a little shady. Arya's just, like, basically, like, response boyfriend, and he's like, sorry, I'm processing, you know? Uh, and she literally sighs super audibly. Mm-hmm. Like, <sighs> and basically the the argument was about his brother Wesley was here to help him buy that car back that he sold. And Ezra's like, it's complicated. And I like how Arya is just like, yeah, Ezra, I can keep up. Yeah. Like, continue, yeah. sir. Yeah. Technically, the Jag is not Ezra's. Uh, it was left to him, but he passed up the inheritance. The car defaulted to Wesley. Uh, Wesley didn't care if Ezra sold the car or not because Wesley's, you know, still in with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but then their mom found out, and suddenly it was a, a sentimental heirloom, and so Ezra has to buy it back. Double Arya price. is like, oh, because your mom is just so sentimental, like dripping mm-hmm. with this acidic sarcasm. It is funny for as horrible as a relationship as this is, Arya is much more forceful than the other liars about getting straight answers from her boyfriend. Like, she doesn't let shit lie the way, like, Spencer or Hannah would with Caleb or Toby. She's just like, I I see through all your bullshit. I demand 100% of the truth, or I'm, like, not going to let this, this go. My reading on this is very complicated, because on one hand, I say kudos, Arya, for 
respecting yourself and making damn sure that like you're respected, you know, when you're not getting it from like Ezra's mom. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that Arya kind of sees the position that Ezra's in, where he's basically being hammered against the rocks from both sides. Yeah, but Ezra Brandon, hasn't been totally forthcoming well. about it either. So yeah, he's not he's not communicating to her that, and Lord knows that Arya does not pick up on signals mm-hmm. unless they're verbalized. They've been um, dating a year. He should probably stop with it. It's complicated, you know. But anyway, he uh, so he's got to buy this car back at double the price because he technically wasn't allowed to sell it, and uh, he doesn't have that money, which means he's gonna have to borrow from his mom. And he's not happy about this, and he's like, and anyway, I need to go meet someone, the guy about this right now. And he basically just bounces. He, like, gives Arya a kiss on the forehead, and it's just like, later. And Arya has this look on her face, like, what the fuck just happened? Well, she's just like, okay. (laughs) So, cut to my favorite scene. This is is actually my favorite scene in the episode. One of my favorite scenes in the entire show. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Even though there's some great stuff with Noel Khan later. Arya is lying on Spencer's bed audience. now. There's some great stuff with Noel Khan later. Yeah. Arya's lying on Spencer's bed now. She's got a green, uh, like a fairly tasteful, like Kelly green dress on mm-hmm. with a green necklace with lots of big triangles on it and some green eyeshadow. Yeah. And she's like, he basically kicked me out. And this is Spencer's bed. And so Spencer's just like, no, he didn't. He just had somewhere to go. Like, chill the fuck out, Arya. And Spencer's getting out, like, all these, like, outfits on hangers and, like, kind of, like, laying them on top of the bed and on top of Arya. This exchange is magnificent. Oh, I love this so much. Arya's like, I'm lying here despondently right now, Spence. And Spencer's like, well, can you sit despondently? I need the bed. And Arya says, no, the lion is more despondent. <laughs> this um, is, like, the, the best, uh, like, Sparia moment on the whole show. So yeah, Spencer's trying to figure out what the fuck to wear to this party tonight, and these selections are not working. And Arya's like basically shit talking them all. And and to tell you what kind of things like Spencer's suggesting, once they're shot down by Arya, Spencer's like, "But these are my most collegiate blazers." Yeah, they're like kind of like suit jacket type things. And Arya's just like no to both of that, and she's like, "Look, this is like you're meeting someone at a party on a Friday night. Like this isn't a formal wear formal wear situation. Yeah, this isn't a mixer." And Spencer's like, well, I'm so happy you're coming with me now. And Arya's like, well... I want to make sure you know you're my second choice. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, well, I suppose it's better than going alone to some like party of older people that you don't know as some random 22-year-old stranger who, uh, you know, we we mysteriously never met. And Spencer's like, oh, she's not a stranger. She's uh, just some gorgeous, well-connected bitch that Allie never mentioned before. They talk about how weird it is because... Knowing Allison as well as they do, and, and they do know that, that strange sociopath so well before she died, like, uh, she, the, Allison would have dangled Cece in front of them like a new pair of earrings. Diamond earrings. And so Diamond. why why didn't she? Yeah. Uh, we should mention Spencer's outfit here. Very simple outfit. Gray tank top and some short blue shorts and some very long legs. It's a good yeah. look. I think it's the same thing she wore like when... Uh, Season one, early season one, when they found the it's close, yeah, to her, on, on the, to her PJs, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, at one point, Spencer like her hail mary, she holds up another outfit, and Arya's like, "Is that your mother's?" And Spencer's like, "No," and Arya makes this kind of like Arya face. Mm-hmm. And Spencer's like, well, "Maybe." To be fair, I 
it was just like a black dress. I mean, I don't jeez, Arya, yeah. lay the yeah. fuck off. Arya, the Arya... fucking fashion maven here. She gets up and like in two seconds, like picks out an outfit for Spencer. She's just she like... literally picks up the first top and the first skirt she sees. She kind of waves them around in her hands and she's just like, "Perfect, you wear these." Mm-hmm. I want to point out that we we see Spence in this outfit later. I would not say this is a perfect outfit. It makes Spencer look like some weird underage ballerina on top. Like the the top she picked out is like super tight and form fitting. And it has these weird frills on the shoulders. Like, it makes Spencer look really young. I think Spencer looks good at the party. I think part of it, though, is her hair. Well, it makes her look really young. Yeah, but... That's maybe not a bad thing of considering how how old some of these older women look. Yeah, sure. Trashy. Um, Spencer looks kind of like a a very adorably sexy, elegant, you know, later in the party. So they they both kind of lie down on the bed, you know. It's like we we solved the fashion crisis thanks to Arya's fashion powers. Which why the fuck, Spencer? Are you letting Arya pick what you wear? This um, is the second time in, in so few episodes that Arya has basically bestowed her fashion advice. Mm-hmm. And so Spencer's just like, look, you and Ezra are gonna be fine. And Arya's basically just like his fucking family, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't write down the dialogue. That's just what she says. Yeah. And Spencer's like, "Look, I get it. This is a rich people thing. Uh, my nana once offered me two hundred dollars to shave my dad's sideburns in his sleep because apparently they were an affront to his upbringing." Uh, and like Spencer, Troy and Belsari and Lucy Hale have never had more chemistry than they have in this scene as they're both they're lying on the bed staring at the ceiling talking to each other and, and Arya's laughing about this and then Spencer's like and he still has a scar real close to his ear and Arya's like wait you actually did it and Spencer says I was 10 that was like a million dollars back then are you kidding and they both laugh and then Spencer just like full grin on her face she's just like and I do it again <laughs> This is the best scene they've ever done together. I love this scene so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so later, I mean, this scene's so good that after I took the notes on it, I just like rolled it back and watched it again. Yeah. Our, later, Arya Spencer and Cece pull up to the party in Cece's red convertible. Of course, Cece drives a red convertible. Of course, she does. It's out in this kinds of wood woods ish area it, in the middle of nowhere. It might look a little familiar to you. And yeah, we'll get yeah, there's to a that. bunch of cars already parked there. Spencer has her application envelope with her. Yeah, she's carrying around this giant like manila envelope. Uh CC passes along some advice to these girls from Sage Wisdom that when you come to a back to a party in Rosewood, you never know what you're gonna get. People either love you or they can't remember your name. And she mentions how Jason won't return her calls even after they dated for so long. Yeah. And Spencer's like, Jason's going through a rough time right now. He had to drive to another state to get his car repaired because he was in a hit and run. She doesn't yeah. say that last part, but that's what she means. Yeah. Uh, um. So they start to walk towards the locale of the party, and Arya's just like, wait, I've been here before. We both have. It's Noel Khan's cabin. What? And Cece's like, oh, yeah, Eric does have a little brother, doesn't he? Tell me, does douchebaggery run in the family? Oh, yeah. So I... I I stopped my notes here, right? Mm-hmm. Then I, I managed to find maybe the biggest font I could possibly put just to write down, literally, if I could do a screen cap of my notes, it says, this is some next level shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like how Arya starts trying to play it off because Cece kind of picks up that there's there's something there and Arya's like, we have weird history. And Spencer's just like, they used to date. <laughs> she totally butts in with that. Yeah. And the Cece's just like, oh, so it does run in the family. Yeah, yeah. Cece gets the hex of the X. 
Mm-hmm. But there's going to be 200 people at this party. Not just Noel Khan, so chill the fuck out, bitch. Cece talks like she's waiting for them just to hand her a book deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, Cece, like, she's just, like, taking a dump on Lena Dunham, everything that comes out of her magnificent mouth. Um, so, yeah, Noel's, Cece's like, look, if Noel shows up, if, he's going to be, like, one of 200 people at this party. Don't even worry about that shit. Brush mm-hmm. it off your shoulder. Then she she walks up to there's like a, an actual dude like checking names to let people into this He's party. He's got a clipboard and shit. This is Noel Khan, like this is how him and his brother have parties, like with a, a guy and a clipboard. Like, are they paying Whoa. that guy? Let yeah, it's a good question. But like, like, is there like other security? Like, if like if you get past him, does he like walkie-talkie like a, like yeah, a big really. black man take care of you? But <laughs> if they're just like fuck you, buddy, and walk past him, I think we should make it appropriate that. Presumably, this is Eric Kahn's party. Yeah, Noel this is Eric's party more than Noel. True. Yeah. So Cece walks up to Clipboard Man, and she's just like, Cece Drake, and I brought some friends. Mm-hmm. And they all get their hands stamped. And of course, the stamp they get on their wrist is the same stamp that Maya had, the same stamp that Holden had, the, the stamp that Emily remembers from her flashbacks. Yeah. So, Clue. There's something something about Nolcon's parties or Ericon's parties is connected to that night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. I mean and Spencer and Arya like stare at their wrists like they've just discovered gold or something, and Cece's just kinda like like Jesus Christ, these girls are young. Mm-hmm. Um so. so they're like walking to this kind of like outdoor party area, like a like the backyard of the cabin or whatever. Lots of older people cabin. around. Yeah. Cece walks in first and just proclaims Hello, everyone. <laughs> Spencer's like, there's like some lot of older people around, and you know, Team Sparia is kind of looking a little awkward. And then some chick walks by and bumps into them, and like almost spills her drink on Spencer's application because yeah. she's got it right in her hands. And Spencer kind of freaks out, and Arya's just like, "Be cool, bitch." Also, why did you have to bring that fucking envelope? You fucking square. That's basically what she tells her. Right. So Spencer points out that everyone at this party is, is Eric Khan's age, whatever mm-hmm. age that is. It's this, presumably the same age as Jason, as Melissa, as Garrett. So then the question is, well, what was Maya even doing here? Because you know she should have sort of stood out like a sore fucking thumb. Well, um, Maya is like 45, right? I mean, yeah. Bianca Lawson's older than all these actors. So. Um, Arya is much less interested in like Spencer's college nonsense right now, and she's really more down of like getting to the bottom of the mystery of the hand stamp. Well, and also like back. Spencer's being uncool, and yeah. Arya doesn't want to be uncool. Yeah, Arya wants to be as cool as cool as a cucumber. Uh, mm-hmm. Spencer, Cece comes back, and Spencer is immediately like, "Did you find Steven? And, and Cece's, Cece's just like, "Hey, you want to chill the fuck out? <laughs> hey, I tell you what, give me that envelope and like snatch it from her." And she's like, "I'll make sure this gets where it needs to go." Let's yeah. go to the game room. Yeah. Game room. Follow me. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. The game room. I mean, like, it's like you're about to walk into something from Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Only so, the game room, there's uh, apparently some games of Truth or Dare going on. There's some co-eds, like, in their underwear. And Spencer's looking around, and she's like, okay, you're right, Arya. Like, you're right about the Blazers. Like, obviously, this is not a Blazers Well, party. there's, like, a shirtless guy playing pool in the corner. The game room is is kind of sort of like a basement thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a neon sign in one corner that just says "hot, hot, hot." <laughs> there's some like stuffed animal heads on the walls. Presumably, these are the folks who lost the game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a chick of like an open oh, shirt. See, I just lost showing. the game. Yeah. yeah, like she's like chilling on the couch with Eric Kahn. 
Yeah, so chicken abroad, chilling next to some guy on a couch. He gets up, and this is Eric Kahn, yeah. Noel's older brother. This yeah. guy is apparently on, like, Revenge, the show Revenge. Um, Cece immediately gets, like, saucy with him. Um, and basically Eric's just like, oh, you brought a virgin sacrifice. All is forgiven. And there's, like, quick panicked looks between Spencer and Arya. Yeah. And Cece's like, these are my ducklings, so be nice. These are my ducklings. Yeah, and Eric's just like only one rule in the game room: he's got to play to stay. Oh, you you passed over his greatest line there. After she says these are my ducklings, so be nice. He's just like you're mean when you're cute. <laughs> this is some super flirting, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah, is what so, happens when you become an adult and learn how to drink. Yeah. So in the game room, you got to play to stay. That's that's the one rule. Other than like you don't talk about game room. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that dad's finest is right here help yourself the admissions bro is not here and so cc's like well i'm just gonna get a drink and she's like spencer drink and spencer of course declines and cc's like well why don't you chill out like i've seen cops do way worse in here like you're not gonna get in trouble if you drink right cc pours herself some like whiskey in a red solo cup that is an interesting line like what cops are she is she talking about garrett wilden only guess because so there was um in the first secret we see wilden show up at that party with isn't eric khan in that i think he's he's he's, he's mentioned but not seen in the right. first secret yeah it's gonna blow your mind it's officer barry that's what she's talking about oh shit oh shit is right officer uh, barry just like rips his shirt off and he's just like this party isn't over until somebody pins me exactly um, and then it gets into like some like two girls, one cup shit. Um, mm-hmm. so Cece then goes over to the couches to continue her like verbal sparring of Eric Khan. There's basically like two like long couches, like, like opposite like each other, facing so each gets, other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cece's like, Oh, girl in bra, boy in boxers. Did we skip the truth and head straight to the dare? Um, Eric's just like, Hey, Stephanie was warm and Alex was being Alex. And CC challenges Eric Khan to a game of truth, which yeah. I, I guess the the terms of this game are that if CC is caught in a lie, she has to leave the party. And there's just like a time limit to like everybody just tries to get as much truth from each other as they can. I'm not Such sure why you would play this game exactly unless you you want to get truth from the other person. Quite yeah. frankly, this is a pretty low stakes fucking game. Yeah. But they treat it like Bond and the, and the villain here. Mm-hmm. Or like battling for like the fate of the world. So Eric goes first, and he's basically like, "Who? If it was your last night on Earth, like, who would you fuck in this room?" Yeah. And Cece kind of smiles and looks around. And eventually, picks some loser, and she's like, "You, because you shouldn't, because nobody should die a virgin." That guy's name is Sarasi. Sarasi. <laughs> I just want to like, I want to see like the spinoff that's just about the older PLL generation. You you think you could do one with the Wildens and Ians and Melissas and Eric Cons and whatnot? Jasons and yeah. your Sarasis, yeah. Sarasi. Um, fucking Sarasi. <laughs> classic Sarasi. Yeah, fucking Sarasi never changes. Um, so later, after some commercial breaks and some other storylines, we get back to them. Eric Khan and Cece are still going head-to-head, and Cece's like, have you ever been arrested? And Eric's like, huh, funny you should ask, since the last time we played, you dared me to steal a car... And then you called the cops on me. And Cece's <laughs> just like, I did, didn't I? Oh! Sex eyes. Yeah. 
Uh, Spencer and Ari are feeling very out of place right now with all these like drunk college bros, drunk horny college bros around them. Yeah. And they're, they're pondering whether or not they should leave. And then they like look up at the stairs, like as they're about to leave. But then. Well, no, hold on. So the next question from Eric though is, Cece, did you ever make a sex tape? And Cece has this look on her face like, my answer is going to be amazing. And that's when mm-hmm. we cut to like, uh, Spencer yeah. and Arya. <laughs> yeah, so Spencer and Arya are about to bail. They look up the stairs and then suddenly enter Noel Khan. Oh shit. And then enter Jenna thing. Oh shit. And they're like, now we have a reason to stay in play. Yeah. And Arya Spencer, Spencer walks over and she's just like, Noel Khan. And Noel Khan turns around and he's just like, who invited you? Ari says, Cece Drake, you know her? And Noel says, no, not as well as my brother does. <laughs> yeah, they ask if Noel and Jenner are back together, and Noel's like, so many questions. I wouldn't mind a few answers. And Ari says, it I challenge sounds you to a better. game of truth. Yeah, so Noel just screams, we're up next. Well, and Jenna gives like the bitchiest smile at this when Arya challenges him. Total Jenna bitch face. Got some, some. She's got some like doting girlfriend face, and she's got some supreme bitch face happening in this episode. Milkon and Jenna are a total power couple. Okay, so I get, yeah, seriously. Oh my fucking god, they're they're like a, a Bill and Hillary of bitchiness. They're mm. like a Brack and Michelle of bitchiness. Um, I get that. There's the PLL annotations.tumblr.com. Mm. Is there just like a PLL like bitch face burn book? There Tumblr? might be. There needs to be. I mean, just somebody just start collecting snapshots of all like the supreme bitch faces. Mm. So I, I've captured like all the dialogue from these like truth games. Oh, it's it's all magnificent. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Masterclass in dialogue. So we begin. Noel says to Aria, where did you meet your current boyfriend? And Aria says very quickly. She responds at a bar. Did you ever invite Maya St. Germain to any of these parties? Like she was so ready with that response. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Arya is actually a pretty excellent liar, at least for the first part of this. Oh, I, I think you could you could snip that statement out and just hang it all over this entire show. Arya is mm-hmm. a pretty excellent liar when yeah. she wants to be. So she asks about Maya Saint Germain, and Noel has is just like, geez, like fucking morbid much. Like, why don't you ask me about sex or something? Yeah. And Spencer's like, answer the question. And so Noel says she came to a few, like she had like an open invite. invite. Uh, did you ever have sex with your teacher? And Ari says, no, I never had sex with my teacher. <laughs> How do you know Maya? And the, the whole time Noel, like, is just like, he's like literally calling bullshit to like everything Arya says. Yeah. Even though it's all technically true. Well, he's, uh, you know, he's actually being very kind in his answers. She's not mm-hmm. playing along. She's not like losing right away like he wants. So he's just basically having to peel back. The word, the verbiage, mm-hmm. yeah. his answer, or his questions, a little bit more. But he basically says, yeah, Maya, hot new girl, she likes the ladies, she moved into De Laurentiis' house, everyone knew Maya. Yeah. You ever frame anyone for, say, stealing answers to sheets of the midterms? And I love how Arya's just like, that wasn't me. Yeah. Where were you the night Allison's grave was dug up? Like, Arya's like, she's so on point right now. Yeah. And Noel's just like, seriously? Like, you're asking me where I was the night Allison's grave was dug up? And he's like, uh, you know, I, I guess I was here. And Eric Khan is like, I can vouch for that. He came, and then he like kind of waves at Jenna, and he's like, then showed, and then they left. <laughs> and Jenna's like, you know, I can see you now, right? 
That's a pretty subtle joke. I wonder if the teens who watch this show really got that. Yeah, yeah. And Noel says, why don't you tell us about who your boyfriend is and what he did for a living during the first few months of your relationship? And Arya looks very distressed at this because this isn't something she can easily answer. And Jenna says, it's okay, Arya. We already know the answer. Noel might as well have said to Arya, like, you asked for this. Yeah. You know, like you remember, wanted this. You wanted this. Yeah. Um. So then we cut to immediately to Arya has stormed out. Well, of the well, you should say you know the watch goes off. Time's up. the The game is over. Yeah. And Spencer says to Jenna, "You are so next." And yeah, then cut to Arya storming out of the party. Yeah. Spencer's following her. Like Arya is not going back in there. She She's is incredulous. Yeah. She's gone from being like so pleased with herself. She can't believe she let Noel get to her in a game of truth or dare. Yeah. And Spencer's like, relax, he didn't say anything that could get Ezra in trouble. And Arya's just like, didn't I? <laughs> and Spencer's like, honestly, I don't care. Um, and she's like, look, I know I can get more info out of uh, Jenna thing if I stay. And Cece walks up, totally like faux concern. She's just like, wow, things got a little vicious in there. <laughs> And I like how she tells in. Arya that you're way prettier than Jenna. I don't see yeah. what all the fuss is about. It's like, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, yes, I am mad right now, but thank you for saying that. Well, it's just it. like, thank you for not understanding our drama here, Cece. Mm-hmm. So Cece tells Spencer that, oh, yeah, by the way, Jenna said she's leaving soon. So if you want to get that game in, it's like now or never. And Arya's like, Go for it, bitch. Like, I'll get a ride. I'll, I'll call Ezra. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Uh, so, Arya calls Ezra, but Wes answers. Because he's at Arya's place. And he's like, oh, Ezra's out talking to that guy about the jag. Well, so, she's just like, oh, the brother. And he's like, oh, the, the girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we find out that, that she's about a half an hour outside of Rosewood. Uh, you know, and she wants him to take down a message to have Ezra pick her up when he's done, which really she means like now. Yeah. Uh, come back inside. Jenna thinks talking to Noel, and I, I do like this. It, I always love getting the other side of Jenna thing when she's just like, I won't be bullied by Spencer Hastings again. Like, Noel, you know, she's, like, she's like, Jenna displays a lot of confidence in, in mixed company, but. Privately, like, she feels bullied by Spencer Hastings. You well, know? and no, being the good boyfriend he is, he's just like, babe, 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 babe. Stay and play. Yeah. And he's then like, Spencer walks in. you're dying to ask her. Spencer walks in, and they both turn and look at her and give her the most, e- the most perfect, like, evil soap opera looks at Spencer, you know? This is actually one of my very simple, like, just little cutaways of Spencer. Like, Spencer taking the power. It reminded me, um, I want to say it's the end of season two, the towards the finale, when uh, Spencer's like, you know why I loved, like, blah, blah, oh, yeah. blah, playing this game? Cause playing I hide, and, hide and seek, yeah. Yeah, I, I always won. I mean, she looks like she's about to grind Jenna to powder and then snort her like a titty bump at this party. I mean, Spencer <laughs> that's exactly what more, she looks like. She could not look more cool and confident. And she, Spencer's just like, she goes with Jenna. She's just like, I heard you were leaving. And Noah's like, you heard wrong. Game oh, on. Shit. Round yeah. two, Spencer versus the Jenna thing. Jenna, why is your mom defending a murder? Spencer says she thinks Garrett is innocent. Maybe Maya's murderer is still at large. 
And Jenna's like, well, maybe it's because uh, Garrett's dating your sister. And Spencer's like, wait your fucking turn. Yeah. It's my turn, bitch. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, you failed to mention that Emily to Emily that Noel was with you that night. What else did you lie about? Which this <laughs> is a poor, poor question, Spencer. Like, this is a fishing expedition. Like, what did you lie about? That's way too broad. Yeah. You're never going to get any information asking that question. <laughs> Naked so Jenna, fishing expedition. Jenna, but yeah, so Jenna comes back with a thing that, like, anyone who's listening now needs to be a lot more fucking curious because Jenna's like, do you actually know what mutually assured dis- destruction is? <laughs> yeah. You promised me something the day I told you about Emily. Are you going to keep that promise? And Spencer says, where'd you find Emily? And Jenna's like, it's funny. I'm beginning to wonder where you found her. Which is curious. Jenna seems to know more than she's letting on here. Yeah. Spencer is like, just answer the question. And Noel chimes in. He's like, we were trying to help your friend, okay? We saw her at some diner, trunk off her ass. And Super Spencer's is like, oh, so you found her at a diner, not the middle of the road? And Jenna says, well, the trunk off her ass part was true. You get her that way? Spencer, no. Did you? Jenna, no. Spencer, so why did you lie? And Jenna says, I lied because I was trying to protect someone. Isn't that why you lied about your parents' lake house? And Spencer kind of has this like shocked look on her face, and Jenna says, "Don't worry, that was rhetorical. This well, the isn't. Whole time, Where's the video? The whole time, like the the show makes sure that we know that both CC and like Eric Kahn are watching very intently. Yeah, they're both watching as Jenna's just like, uh, "Where's the video?" And Spencer says, "What? Which video do you mean? There's more than one." And Jenna's like, "You know which one? Where is it, Spencer? It's safe, Jenna. Where?" Spencer, I want to know where Allie's body is. And if you can tell me that, you can have all the damn videos you want. Then beep, beep, time's up. And I like how Eric Kahn looks at Noel. He's just think like, you know, telepathically communicating to Noel. Who the fuck are your friends? Yeah. Like, like uh, the older kids are just playing this game of asking, like, who you'd bang and, like, have you made a sex tape? And you guys are talking about, like, bodies and secret videos and yeah. shit. Yeah, I wanted them to cut to, like, Sarasi, who's just like, man, these high school kids are fucked up. Fucking Sarasi. Yeah. What does Sarasi got to say about this? I wonder how you spell Sarasi. I'm going to put that I, I, in the tags for this show. I can only guess. Um, mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, Arya's waiting on the side of the road at this party, and Ezra's car shows up, but it's not Ezra, it's Wes. I like how Arya, she says, first you take his phone, then you take his car. What's next? And it's like, dot, 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 dot. Actually, don't answer that. Yeah. And the West, like, barely misses a beat. He's just like, you want to grab a bite on the way back? <laughs> <laughs> and Arya's like, well, this is fucking weird, but fine, I'll get in the car. Okay, so, so come back to Spencer at the party. She finds Cece. Uh, it took me a moment to realize. Cece's with Eric Kahn. Well, she's kinda... just walking out with Eric Kahn. She's just fucked Eric Kahn. Yeah, she's Let's, just yeah. fucked Eric Kahn. Like, it took me a moment to realize. At first I thought Spencer's cock-blocking them, but no. No, they just banged. Um, There's nothing left to block. It's in its refractory period. Yeah, so basically, Jason didn't call her back. So Cece came to this party and fucked Noel Kahn's older brother. That's her prerogative, but mm-hmm. that's what happened. Um, Spencer's kind of upset because she couldn't find Cece. Oh, mind, mind you, Eric Collins just like, oh, look, this girl. 
later. <laughs> uh, Spencer's pretty pissed. She's like, basically like, why did you bring me here? There's a bunch of like weird old horny dudes I don't even want to talk to. Like, is this admissions guy even real? Did you just make this up so you could drag me here while you fuck Eric Khan? And uh, CC's just like, hey, chill the fuck out, bitch. Like, well, uh, like, give me back my application. And, it's, and CC's like, well, I can't. Because I already gave it to, like, Steven. Mm -hmm. That guy, while Spencer was away, she, like, that guy showed up. She gave him the application. She talked to the dude about how smart Spencer was. And they had a nice conversation. And he left. Yeah. And Spencer's just like, I still want to be angry. But you told me everything I wanted to hear. Yeah. Cece says that the application is basically on the on-time pile as I speak. Mm -hmm. I like how um, Cece's just like laughing. Cece was five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Cece's just laughing at Spencer's paranoia, and Spencer's like, "Okay, fine. Well, I want to leave now." Like, and Cece's like, "Oh, you want, like why?" And she's like, "Look, you got what you wanted. You fucked Eric Khan. I got what I wanted. Why are we still here?" Yeah, but Cece's like, "I can't argue with that logic." Mm -hmm. Um, so Arya and Wes are in the car. They're having a little chit chat. Um, she asks if he ever gave Ezra the message, you know, the message that she wanted to be picked up. And he's like, you know, if you wait for Ezra to get to you, like he would have been waiting. All I like how time. he mentions uh, that he's he's worried that they got off on the wrong foot because he's really a nice person. And yet he lied about giving Ezra the message. And Arya is just like, you're fucking family. And he's just, yeah, I know they're dysfunctional. And Arya's like, no, I know dysfunctional. You people are hostile. They're throwing money around. These are people's real lives. You know that, right? And Wes says, oh, so he told you about Maggie. And Arya kind of mm. perks up. I'm like, hmm? And he tells a little story about how Ezra got some chick pregnant. And then their mom showed up with a wad of cash and made the problem go away. Yep. Says mom made sure she took care of it. Yep. Ezra didn't tell you about that, did he? And Arya's basically just like, no, drive faster. Yeah, and Wes is like, oops. And Arya looks like she's about to vomit. Mm -hmm. And, like, she looks like she's about to vomit out the window, like, while forgetting that the window's not rolled down. This is not Arya's fairy tale at all. No, no. So later, Ezra's like, he's back home. He's, like, letting himself into his apartment. And Arya just, like, like appears in the hallway behind him. And mm -hmm. is like, oh, you're back. And she's like, Wes told me about Maggie. She just leads off with that. And Ezra's just like, ah, come inside. And she's like, nope, nope, we're doing this right here, In the right hallway. now. Yeah. Ezra's very reluctant, but. So she's, she, she starts the walk away. Yeah. She, she starts to bail and he's like, no, 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 no stop, you know. And he's like, look, I got a girl pregnant summer before high, summer after high school. And basically the way he tells it was that like, oh, me and Maggie were really scared. We didn't know what to do. So we went to my mom for help. And, you know, instead my mom paid this girl off. I never heard from her again. And cutting off contact was like part Presumably of the terms of the paid her off to get an yeah. abortion. And to, nice, and to fuck the hell off. Yeah. Nicely done, Ezra. Painting yourself as the victim in this scenario. Because he's just like... My mom happened, you know. I never heard from her again. Well, so then he's like, you know, I was going to go to Vassar, but like suddenly that was too close to home. So I transferred to Hollis, and that's when I became a Fitz. Mm-hmm. Because the terms of the money were that Maggie could never talk to Ezra again, because uh, Mrs. Fitzgerald basically had a vision for Ezra, and it did not include becoming a father at 18. And he again pleads with her to come inside. 
And Arya kind of frowns and thinks about it, but eventually agrees. And it's interesting that this is the second time in two episodes now that Arya's had to kind of consider whether or not she's angry with Ezra. Yeah. I'd say you, you've got two strikes now, Ezra. Like, you can, you can only have your girlfriend stop and ponder how angry she is at you so many times in a row. Like, he's definitely withheld a lot of shit from her. Mm. Like, if I were Ezra right now, like, now's the time. Anything out there you can possibly think of, you better, you better lay it on Arya. Otherwise, you're gonna get in trouble if she finds out. Yeah, and, you know, this is a precarious place to be with your high school girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, well, Arya's a pit bull. About... She's, she's not gonna let shit like that lie, you know? Well, here's what you can say about Maggie. Whoever Maggie is, here's what we know about Maggie so far. At least by the point he knocked her up, she was done with high school. <laughs> Arya can't even say that. Too old for Ezra. Yeah. Um, so we cut to Spencer. She's over in her room. She's taking her earrings off. She's leaving Toby a voicemail. She's, she's listening to some alt-rock music sung by Tyler Blackburn. It's the same song from the beginning of the episode. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, she's leaving Toby a voicemail about how she basically misses his face. And As, I just called to say I miss you, and I'm worried about you. I just really miss you. Yeah. Um, then she gets an loud, but more dramatic, her. you know. And it's from you, Penn, saying that they got her application. Yeah, uh, I like this because this is basically three a.m. on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Seriously, like, come on, Spencer. Like, how stupid are you? Unless, like, Stephen just ran back to the office. I mm. don't think this is real. But Spencer, she kind of she laughs and she cries at the same time, and. For like two seconds, she kind of looks hopeful. Like maybe her life isn't going to complete shit. Like maybe this is one night that won't end of her like screaming into a pillow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we get the ATAC. It's a woman in like a, a real estate office, like a tenant office, a landlord's office. Whatever. What did you make of all the cat That's a lot of imagery. fucking cat shit. Cat iconography. The lady, there is a cat. There's like a little cat. Like lying on a, a little cat bed, just and then, like, like doing its cat thing. Ceramic cat There's all these cat figurines. There's photos of cats like behind her desk. Like I, maybe they're just like this would be a funny set decoration. I don't know. And the the ladies, she's talking about how long as long as you pay the rent on time, you'll have no trouble with the landlord. Uh, and then she pulls out a key, and the key has a little keychain on it thing that just says A on it. She says, Ah, here we go, Unit A, right? And she's off to show A the uh, the property. A is renting a room in Unit A. This is, I think you need to go back a couple episodes to when A was circling one ads for rooms to rent. This is the room. Yeah. And that was the con game. What a wonderful episode. Yeah, this episode is breathtakingly good. Um, So, let's talk real quick, just because I want to get it on the record, let me pull back up the wiki for a moment. Mm. Um, all, all the other music in this episode, besides Tyler Blackburn, is by some band called Boss House, apparently. It's a dumb name. Yeah. Um, so, just Elijah J. Barras is the writer. I don't know much about this writer, like what else she might have done, but... Uh... And Wesley... or I'm sorry, Wendy Stansler is the director. Never heard of either of these writers. I don't think they're regulars, for sure. Yeah. But uh yeah, this was the episode that like 
I had enjoyed the show enough that I just kept watching it. And though I don't think I was paying the closest of attention, I was missing episodes here and there. But somewhere with this episode, like it just it crystallized with me. Like I cannot deny that I love this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um, a wonderful show. Yeah, and then it was you know somewhere I think around somewhere into like three B where you started watching the show, right? Well, I binge watched the show all the way through the end of three A, and like. Okay. Yeah. yeah, all all at once, basically. I, I basically, like, the show, by the time I finished the show, just started airing live for 3B. Okay, yeah, yeah, because that's, because you and I would watch some of the episodes, you know, that, that week or whatever. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, The Con Game, a fantastic episode. I just want to, like, drench it in amber and preserve it for all the ages. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Good stuff. Good, like, Lucy Hale and Troy and Belsario killed it in this episode. Great chemistry. CC was super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, next episode is called What Lies Beneath. That's a reference to a Harrison Ford movie. Is that who that is in that? I believe so. Uh, Robert yeah. Zemeckis. I think it's Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, it is. Um, like a ghost, ghost thing. Um, do we ever see Eric Khan again? I'm not sure if we do or not. We might. We might not. <sighs> You never know. The show's apparently going to go seven seasons long now, so... Yeah, the, that Eric, was just announced. Eric Kahn could always return. I mean, as we're recording this, you know, the first episode of season five has just aired. Uh, tomorrow, the second episode of season five will air. They just picked up the show for two more seasons, presumably taking it through its zombie season seven. Um, we're in season three and on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And loving it. Yeah. So we'll talk next time about what lies beneath. Until then, have a good one. Yeah. Oh, and and check out our video on on the website page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do that. Time dot com slash blog. Or yeah. follow us on Twitter. I'm Benjamin underscore Light. You're Marco Sparks. It's something for you to do when you're not playing like hardcore games of Truth or Dare. Mm-hmm. Or just truth, apparently. Yeah. Dare is just uninteresting. Alright, I'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.